Hello, everybody, and welcome to another issue of Comic Book Gentlemen. I'm your host, Greg, joined always by my co-host, Dave. Hey, everybody. Uh, so yeah, Dave, we did an episode a a while ago where we reviewed uh, No Road, Avengers No Road Home. Mm-hmm. And so after we did that, we're like, hey, this was pretty fun. You know, we both read a uh, storyline and we talked about it. And then we were talking about other ideas for, for podcasts. And we mentioned, why don't we also talk about storylines where one of us has read it and the other one hasn't. And then that yeah. way we can kind of like, you know, get that type of perspective on, on stories. And so what we started doing was I made a list of comics that I've read and enjoyed. And then you made mm-hmm. a list of your comics you read and enjoyed. And then we kind of combined them to see like, oh, what have you read? What have you not read? And I was genuinely surprised to find out that you haven't read The Watchmen. No, no, I hadn't. Uh, I saw the movie, of course, when it came out. But uh, outside of that, I, I was I was un- unfamiliar with the with the comic book version, mm-hmm. or so I thought. So I thought. <laughs> uh, so yeah, for for the people, I mean, obviously, and listeners who who read comic books fairly regularly, you'll know The Watchmen because it's it's one of the most like historically talked about comic books i would say of all time like i feel like whenever you look up a list of like oh top 10 comic book storylines of all time watchmen is usually on the list or am i crazy uh unfortunately yes <laughs> so that's why i was surprised to hear that you've never seen it so uh what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about the watchmen uh we're going to start with me because i'm probably uh similar to what most people experience the watchmen with like, like I said, it's usually pretty popular. Most people have read it. So we'll start with me, and then we'll go into you, and, and we'll kind of talk about why you didn't read it when it first came out, and then we'll talk about, like, what you thought of it now reading it in 2020 as opposed to whatever freaking year it came out in, 80, 86 or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's start with me. So The Watchmen for me, uh, like I've said before in the past, uh, I started reading comics when I was probably, like, 12, 13, uh, I had a couple big influences on what I read. Uh, a lot of it was my friend Finnegan, but then also a lot of it was my dad. Uh, my dad, uh, you know, was a huge nerd when he was a teenager and whatnot, but he was one of those huge nerds where it wasn't like, oh, I read a comic every week. It was kind of like one of those, like, oh, you know, whatever the big storyline is, I want to check it out type of thing. So, and he, and he also grew up in the 80s, and of course the big thing in the 80s was like Frank Miller and all these dark comics is when it was when... Uh, the, all the, a lot of the darker comics started coming out. So mm-hmm. uh, when I was uh, about, about like 14 in grade 9 is when the Watchmen movie was announced uh, by, you know, none other than Zack Snyder, uh, who, who did 300. So, of course, everybody was like, uh, at least my dad and I were pretty excited because 300 was a pretty dope movie and it was mm-hmm. a comic book adaptation. So we're like, oh, he'll, be, he'll do pretty well with Watchmen. But I didn't know what Watchmen was at the time. So my dad was like, yeah, you're 14. That's old enough to, wa- to read Watchmen. <laughs> in hindsight... <laughs> 100% not, but whatever. Uh, so he's like, "Yeah, check out Watchmen. It's, you know, the movie's coming out. Let's read it." So it's it's it sounds it sounds to me like your dad was trying to uh, not have all those conversations that you're supposed to have with your you know young adolescent kid, and just gave you the Watchmen as a nice summary of <laughs> yeah, instead of the of, sex talks, like he's a scene what of life is like. He's a scene of Doctor Manhattan cloned like 15 times with one girl. You know, that's that's the real yeah. sex talk we all do. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, we had a very weird relationship when it came to, like, M-rated stuff. Like, I was watching, like, M-rated stuff and reading M-rated stuff when I was super, like, way too young. But it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, he's mature enough, whatever, here you go, buddy. Like, it was like, oh, but looking back at it now, it's like, yeah, that's a little bit weird. But, you know, that's the past. We won't we won't call the child, child services yet. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, anyways, he's like, you know, check out, check out the Watchmen. So at this point, like my main comic book influences, they weren't, they weren't like, I mean, MCU was just starting. Uh, you know, I watched, you know, Justice League and Batman animated adventures when I was a kid. And even that was a little bit dark for a kid. Um, cause they dealt with some stuff. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I read like ultimate universe. I read, uh, ghost rider. And then I, I was dabbling a little bit in six, one other six, one, six stuff like civil war. And, um, you know, that type of, and like I said, like I read a little bit of Frank Miller as well. And so like Watchmen was kind of like my first four foray into like, you know, even more adult comics. Uh, and like not adult, like for, you know, I don't want people getting confused. I'm not saying this is like XXX, like it's nothing no. but, but yeah. smut type of thing. Like it, it had that in there, but it wasn't like, that's all it was type of thing. No, no. Uh, but like, you know, it was my uh, foray into the thing. And I like, I remember reading it. I mean, it's been a hot minute since I, I, I first read it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm 26 now, so it's been 12 years. Uh, but I remember, you know, it was very influential on me. I remember like in my, like in my 14 year old brain, it was so edgy and cool. Like obviously Rorschach was my favorite character. Cause he's just so dark and brooding. And like, I remember like, um, you know, even if Dr. Manhattan, it was kind of weird seeing a giant blue dick on, <laughs> on every other page. You know, at the time I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Like he's, he's blowing people up. It's awesome. And it was so dark and gritty. And then I remember um, the movie came out. And so like I saw it obviously with my dad. And again, any scene that came up that was, was super awkward, we just didn't talk about. Uh, and then, yeah, like I remember the movie, it wasn't terrible. It was just okay. Because it's one of those yeah. things where it's like you got most of it right but then it like mm-hmm. left out a couple details. It was like, ah, I would have preferred it the other way. It was like a, it was like a seven out of ten movie type of thing. Yeah. But one of my like, I have two embarrassing stories when it comes to Watchmen. Uh, <laughs> the first, the first was uh, I I convinced my homeroom teacher to read it, and because yeah. I was like a huge, I was like, oh yeah, Watchmen, and you know it's prolific and and whatnot. So I convinced my homeroom teacher to read it, and then oh, he boy. read it and was like, oh, I didn't think it was that good. And my initial reaction was to throw a pen at my teacher. <laughs> I literally had a pen in my hand and just launched it at him. And he, I was really lucky that he was a cool dude because he literally just laughed. That's all he, all he did. He was like this idiot 14-year-old just threw a pen at me. It's like, okay. <laughs> and then my other embarrassing story was I was in youth group when Watchmen came out. And of course, I was like obsessed or whatever about it. And we had my youth leader decided to film a video asking all the kids like what is jesus to you mm-hmm. and like the, like he he was very open like the plan is to show this to the whole congregation and uh, for oh. some reason in my head i was like you know who jesus is he's dr manhattan yeah could be so there's this video of me going on this like five minute explanation of how <laughs> dr manhattan is basically jesus including why he's naked like of course jesus would be naked and like this huge random explanation and like looking about it back at it now it's like the cringiest thing i've ever done (laughs) of like telling my youth leader all about this blue naked guy and like how it's basically (laughs) jesus oh it was so bad i i I get the feeling that your parents might have got a phone call oh no they i I, you know what i think (laughs) I don't even think they're at the church at this point. I think the only people who are going to the church at this point was just me and my sister. So I don't know if they ever found out about it. Was the funny thing. Uh, so like, yeah, I got away with a lot of crap. I mean, it wasn't even bad crap. It was just nerd crap. Yeah. No, it was, it yeah. was. So I remember Watchmen. You know, like I said, it was it was pretty influential. And then, like I said, my dad was a very big influence. Uh, and what he mm-hmm. would always say is like the Watchmen changed changed the game. 
It was one of those books where it's like, it, you know, comic books were basically the same thing up until the 80s. You know, like, it's all about pow and da -da -da -da, and like, oh, save the day and whatnot. But then the Watchmen came in and it was so gritty and dark and real and like it changed the comic book landscape. And that's why you suddenly got like Frank Miller coming in with Dark Knight and and you got all these other writers coming in and giving these like dark, gritty, you know, realistic superheroes and whatnot. And like, that was one of the things that I was always like... Um, impressed on about Watchmen was how influential it was. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. I wasn't around in the 80s, so, like, it was one of those things where I can never prove that because it was like, oh, I didn't know. So, like, yeah. like I just grew up thinking, yeah, Watchmen was one of those prolific uh, moments in comic book history that influenced comic books forever. And so, like, I remember... Um, so, yeah, that happened, and then I even started reading Alan Moore more because I was like, <laughs> oh, you know, I liked Watchmen. Let's start reading his other stuff. And I don't know, have you ever read anything else by Alan Moore? Uh, some of the Captain, Br Captain Britain stuff. Okay, yeah, I didn't I didn't yeah. read that. What I read was, like, uh, Killing Joke, mm -hmm. uh, which yeah, is read another that as really well. famous book by him uh, about Batman and the Joker. And then I read yeah. League, of, League of Extraordinary, Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm -hmm. And so what I started to find out about Alan Moore is most of his books have really interesting concepts. But then he, mm -hmm. like, takes a bunch of acid halfway through. And, like, <laughs> most of his books just, like, go completely off the rails and, like, make no sense. Like, Killing Joke's a little bit more reined in because it was obviously mm -hmm. DC in charge and was like, no, no, no. Like, you can go crazy, but don't go too crazy. But, like, yeah. League, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was just, like, it just, you know, it hit that point where it just, you know, he just went nuts and anything was okay with him. And it was really yeah. weird. And, like, the other thing I started realizing is, like, you know, he had certain tropes and whatnot that he used a lot like you know he only ever had like one female character and like they something you know sexual would always happen to them they were either raped or assaulted or something like that and it's just like okay uh that's nice i guess <laughs> and like you know there's always death and there's always other stuff so it's like one of those things where it's like i but i still always held in my heart that like but watchman was you know game changing and all that stuff so and i i can't remember the last time i read it uh, but yeah, it's been a while, but that's, that's kind of my experience with Watchmen. And I'm assuming there's probably, you know, other people out there like me, they're probably more, you know, there's probably some people who are actually in the eighties when this happened and we're like, Oh, look at Watchmen. And it was so prolific and whatnot. So I'm curious to see now. So mm -hmm. you just read it. You just finished yeah. it apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's your opinion on Watchmen after, you know, it's been decades since it came out and you weren't, you were live when it first came out, but you didn't read it until now. What's your, what's your opinion on Watchmen? I, I would I would start by saying it kind of falls into two categories. So the first would be reading it right now and experiencing it right now. It was kind of like blah. <laughs> uh, I, I, it really was not, you know, this Hugo Award-winning book that that I was I was expecting. Now part of that might have been because it was it's partially spoiled by the movie <laughs> because I've already seen the movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure as I was reading through it, I must have stumbled across two or three issues in the middle of it or something because it got real familiar, <laughs> and it was nothing to do with the movie. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it was, you know, for, for all that it's hyped up to be, uh, I've kind of felt like, yeah, like for today, this isn't anything new. Mm -hmm. This is this is this is nothing new. This is this is a lot of stuff that you're now seeing, whether it's on uh, TV with the boys uh, or uh, just in comic books in general. Um, so it, you know, as far as groundbreaking, if somebody like myself was kind of reintroduced to this today, 
and, and read it, it's not all that shocking. It's not all that, you know, uh, groundbreaking because I think you see a lot of this in in comics nowadays, and, and maybe not a lot of the mainstream comics like DC and stuff, which you do, uh, but certainly within other graphic novels. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, I was kind of like, eh, you know, like it was it was a read. Um, I, I I do think back and go, okay, well, what if I was reading this in the eighties? Um, certainly, I wouldn't have been reading it in the eighties because <laughs> I don't <laughs> think my parents would have let me. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I can, I can say that in the 80s, what would have turned me off, number one, is, uh, would have been, number one, the art. I uh, wasn't a big fan of the art. But I think that the, the crux of The Watchmen is not so much about the art, it's about the story. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you bypass that and you just get to the story, um, there were a couple aspects that I took out of it and go, okay, I can see where this was put out there. Uh, and not that other comic books didn't tackle these kinds of subject matter. Like, I do remember a very uh, a very good um, story arc in Amazing Spider-Man when Harry Osborn became addicted to drugs, right? And there was a whole arc there about him struggling with drugs and and going through this stuff. Now, Watchmen and, and, and Alan Moore certainly, like, grabbed that and went, like, way over the line with it. <laughs> uh, but... But certainly there were aspects of that there, just not to the degree that Alan Moore tackled it uh, and to the depth that he tackled it. So I, I think for myself, I, you know, I can see where this came out. People read it and went, wow, this is you know, real life. This is, this is you know, what things would look like if uh, superheroes actually existed. These are the things that, that you would see. I could see where... where could be credited for uh, a, a definite shift in where comic books went and where they are today. So I, I can give it that credit. Um, but there were just story elements and, and ideas there that I just I I, I have a hard time uh, quantifying it as a uh, like a, a traditional not a traditional. I, I have a hard time even quantifying it as a superhero graphic novel. Interesting. So, like, what what do you think separates it from being a superhero graphic novel? Like, what would you categorize it as? Um, I, I would I would categorize it as uh, certainly just a a graphic novel. Okay, but not like a superhero so, one. But not a superhero one, even though there's an element of obviously superheroes there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I yeah, I would I would have a hard time quantifying this as a as a superhero superhero book. Mm. So I have two questions. Uh, mm-hmm. One, you said like your parents probably wouldn't have let you read it. Uh, were yeah. your parents really like hands on when it came to what you read as a kid? Uh, no, I think it would have been more of a fact that uh, you know I probably would have got it, uh, read it, uh, pointed out you know some of the content that was in it at some <laughs> point, and then I, I could see my mother saying, eh, "I don't know if you should be reading this." My dad would be probably like, oh, "I read worse stuff." Uh, so. It probably would have been, depending on what age, it may have been pulled away from me. But at the same time, I mean, we were watching, uh, at the time, I remember uh, when I was quite young, uh, when Robocop, the first Robocop mm. came out, extremely violent yeah. for its time. And we watched that at my birthday. I can't even remember what birthday that was. Uh, and we were only in our early early teens. So 
I, I, yeah, maybe my parents would have taken it, maybe not. Um, at the at the same time, I think uh, you know both my parents would have been just happy I was reading something uh, <laughs> and not getting into trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I just you know for me it was it was just uh, it, it was something that I think my question I think my parents definitely would have would have uh, questioned why I was reading it. Yeah. Like, what's the appeal? Yeah. Yeah. At at, at the age I would have been that when this came out. Yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes you can say that a lot about comics, where it's like, are you reading yep. it for the story or for the, you know, art, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when you look at some of the ways they've drawn certain characters, right? Sometimes yep. it's a little uh, iffy. But I've actually, uh, side side note, I've actually yep. had recently uh, one of my sisters-in-law asked me, like, oh, can you recommend some comics for my my sons? But they're, like, six and nine. And mm. it's just like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can, <laughs> like... Yeah, I'm sure they have comics for kids, but yeah, there's definitely a lot more that's like teen and up is is what I find most comics are. And yeah, and then they have the Watchmen, where it's definitely not teen. No. Uh, like I should not have been reading it when, when I was that young. <laughs> um, so the, my another question I have for you, yeah. Yeah, I have more, but like another, my next question I have for you is, what's your opinion on superhero deconstructism? Superhero. I guess what are, what what are like what makes a superhero? Yeah, basically. So like for those of yeah. you who don't know, uh, basically what superhero deconstruction is is basically like you know superheroes. Like I said back in like the sixties and seventies, were all about like oh these are the you know the best of humanity and these were like you know supposed to be the yeah. best of the best type of thing and this is what people should be aiming for. Yeah. And then superhero deconstruction is all about I, I, taking those ideals and trying to boil them down. If this was real life, there's no way these would actually like be realistic at all and then it yeah. kind of applies it to real life and then either shows it in a better light of how like a, a real person could you know live up to superhero morals or it just turns it super dark and like everybody dies type of thing yeah yeah i i, I think this is where i i struggled with it the most mm. uh because i felt like uh and and i struggled with it uh, so much that I was like, I need to go research and take a look at some, some like who is Alan Moore and why is he so dark? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I did a little bit of research on that. Um, you weren't far off with the acid. It, yeah. it was LSD uh, that he that, that was his uh, preferred drug. Um, he, he I, I feel like what he did was he kind of went. I hate th this was the impression I got. I hate superheroes. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take superheroes and I'm gonna I'm gonna you know gonna have uh, superheroes that represent I mean it's not too far-fetched to look at uh, some of the superheroes that are that are on uh, the, the the team of the watchmen and kind of compare them or, or bang them off and compare them or, or or say okay this is representative of Batman this is representative of whoever so he has these these this group of superheroes and then he builds these you know and and I'll give him credit very deep uh, and sophisticated flaws mm -hmm. with all of these people, all of them. So, okay, so they're not Superman, they're not the, the Boy Scout that always does everything right and, and never does anything wrong, and they, they are, they're, they're more human. But I feel like then he just goes, yeah, they're human, uh, these experiences define them, uh, they're super flawed people, and they're never going to learn from it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
the like so, I said, the darker timeline. Yeah. So you just you, you went, oh, okay, 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 I can get it. You, okay, you're gonna these people have some flaws. Part of being, and this is where the superhero aspect comes in. Part of being a superhero to me, or a hero of any type, is you can have flaws. You can be an incredibly flawed person, but at some point you overcome that. Mm-hmm. And these people don't. <laughs> Through the entire thing. Yeah. I was just waiting to see, okay, somebody. <laughs> somebody yeah. give me something. Uh, it was incredibly, it was just incredibly dark, and it was painting a picture of like, oh, if superheroes were real, this is kind of what would, they would be like. And and now I can kind of see where the boys, uh, the TV series The Boys, getting their thing from. It's like, it's just like, let's just turn the horrible notch all the way up. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, I, I just felt like there was no win. Like I got to the end of it and I was just like, well, that was a thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I can't decide if I feel worse, uh, from, from, you know, worse about how I feel about it, uh, at the beginning or the end. Yeah. It, it just kind of felt like it, it happened and mm-hmm. that was it. Um, so I, I, I felt like, did he expose, um, elements that now you see just, all through comic books and 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 uh, superheroes in general, yes. Uh, and I think it was he he did this in a way that made everybody go, oh, you can get away with that. <laughs> so let's start putting that in comic books because you know we won't go as far as Alan Moore because mm-hmm. you know we we don't want to ostracize everybody, but certainly we can push the limits. Yeah. And whereas he just went, there are no limits. Yeah. I'm just going to push it as far as I want. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to me then that, like, it's not even just like the Watchmen is well known. Like you said earlier, like, it actually has won awards for being such a, like, big, big comic book. So, when, so Mm -hmm. when you were younger and this first came out, did you hear about it a lot or was it talked about a lot? Or was it one of the things that never came up to Fort St. John? Uh, No, it was, it was uh, like a, I do remember hearing of the Watchmen. I do remember it being tied to DC in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, like it wasn't something that I remember going into the you know local comic book store and see, seeing sitting on the shelf. Mm. Yeah. It was it was something that you know I kind of I would say older comic book readers read. Uh, and whispered and talked about in, in dark corners <laughs> of the comic book store. Yeah. Uh, because it just wasn't, it, it was not, I'm going to say, it just wasn't mainstream. Mm. That's interesting. Like, it's it's crazy to me to hear this now, because, like, DC has made a point of trying to make it, like, so mainstream. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, at one point, like, Dr. Manhattan was the reason why the New 52 happened or some crap like that. Like, I feel like what happened was DC went, okay, you know, we're kind of failing here because you have the MCU and whatnot. What's our our top IPs of all time? Oh, wait, what's this Watchmen thing? Let's shove this in everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I went down that little bit of a rabbit hole as well, Uh, a little bit just to get an understanding of of, uh, the longevity of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I think Alan Moore, what Alan Moore wrote here is incredibly, you know, uh, it's it's deep. There's many facets to it. Um, you know, you get to the end, and it's not really resolved, and it kind of leaves you on a, on an edge. And I, I liked that aspect of it. It was just kind of left you going, okay, did the world turn into this 
kind of utopia type place that 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 uh, uh, what's his name Nazi Osmond Nazi. is yeah was was trying to trying to create is that, is that what happened you know did uh, did the owl uh, you know go off with his his now new mistress and and have a wonderful like like it kind of left you at that stage and I know they've uh, they've hinted towards it now uh, with especially with the uh, uh, the doomsday clock and stuff as to kind of what happened, mm-hmm. but just I could imagine just reading this at the time and being left with this like, oh, okay, now it's up to me as the reader to kind of guess or imagine what happened to these people. Mm-hmm. Like extrapolate. Which, which was interesting. Um, it tackled some very interesting concepts, which I don't think as 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 an average, everyday person you can look at you know, what the, uh, I'm going to throw in air quotes here, the, the bad guy was trying to accomplish uh, and how he went about it by murdering, you know, hundreds of thousands of people uh, to try and push society towards a, a, a more of a kind of utopia kind of thing in, in, in his vision. Um, you could look at that, any person look at that and go, oh my God, what a horrible person. But on the grander scheme of things, like the way he painted it, you could kind of see where he was coming from. Yeah. It's kind of like that that Thanos thing that you had in the, in Endgame and Infinity War, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's only so many resources. Uh, we gotta we gotta we gotta cut down on the people. That's a horrible idea. On the grand scope of things, is it? Yeah. This episode of Comic Book Gentlemen is brought to you by Chess But Way Cooler. If you enjoy the game of chess but want to mix it up again, why not try Chess But Way Cooler? Purchase your order of the game, go to ChesterSky.com to find out more. So, you know, some of the concepts that he drew on were really deep really interesting especially you know and i had to keep taking myself and go okay don't think about it now in 2020 <laughs> how would i have received this in 1980 yeah uh you know in the 80s i yeah i can see where those concepts were just people were just like you know just blew their mind 100 mm-hmm. percent. yeah i i i like looking back at it now i like to liken it to the original star wars trilogy because, uh, mm-hmm. like, I watched the original Star Wars trilogy when I was probably, like, 15. Or, like, I think I watched it after I watched the, the prequel trilogy. Right. Uh, just because, of, like, the way it timed out and whatnot, I didn't watch it till later. And, like, I remember, like, you know, obviously it's Star Wars. Everybody hypes it up mm-hmm. to, to no end. They're like, it's, it's freaking Star Wars, man. It's the greatest movie series of all time. You got to watch. You got to love it type of thing. And mm-hmm. I remember watching it, like, when I was, like, first watch it. Man, it's boring. Like, like watching the, the original trilogy when you're 15, you're used to, like, backflipping Yoda and, like, yeah. you know, like, crazy clone armies fighting <laughs> and whatnot. It's so hard to go back and watch that. But then you start thinking about, like, you know, you talk to people who watched it when it first came out and you talk to people who, who, who loved it for such a long time. You start realizing it, a lot of the times you can't, you have to appreciate it for what it did for the industry almost. Yeah, because like there's so, like for, especially for Star Wars, there's so many like special effects that it, it it implemented and like the way it influenced blockbuster blockbusters and whatnot, like a nerd dumb in general. It's it's mm-hmm. massive. Like even if the product nowadays would be considered boring in comparison, 
you know, you almost have to appreciate it for what it did to the industry. And I feel like that's that's something you can kind of do with watch, but maybe not 100% the same way. But I feel like, like I said, like, you know, the it now, like you said, you see that type of stuff a lot more in comic books. You have the boys, uh, you have like, like a Dark Knight Returns, which came out around the same time, but, you know, still yeah. really influential. You have even, there's a bunch of uh, manga and anime that talk about this type, type of stuff now, too. And it's mm -hmm. one of those things where it's like, even if you... Even if the original material is pretty boring in in today's standards, there's just so much that it did and, and groundbreaking it did that kind of led the comic book industry to where it was, for better or for worse, that I feel like you almost have to just appreciate. At least that's my opinion. I don't know if that's something you share reading it nowadays. Yeah, no, I mean, just from a, a as a piece of literature, um, which I have to say it's, it's, it is that... Um, because the art was god awful. Uh, sorry, sorry, Mr. Dave Gibbons, but that was really bad art. Um, the, just the, the the writing, like I can, uh, the, the depth of which, like each character is. There's there's a depth to the character. There's uh, just some interesting, very interesting flaws. Like it was just the, the way that it was written um, alone. Like it was it was a a great piece. Uh, you know of 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 work by by Alan Moore, but I just where I struggle with it is if somebody just gave this to me and said, "Hey, it's graphic novel." That's kind of got the concepts of superheroes, but it's not really about that. It's about it's just it's just yeah, give it a read. I I, I think I would have approached this a lot differently, mm. but because I've always seen it and heard of it as a pitch pitch, which I'm sure Alan Moore would be like. No, this was not a superhero book at all. Yeah. Um, if anything, it was a it was an ode to his disdain for superheroes. <laughs> um, I think at the end of the day, when you know when I when I read through it, it, you know, if you eliminate all that all that stuff, it's it's an interesting story, and especially for again, if you go back to the '80s, even if you read it in the '90s, interesting. Really interesting, but I think a lot of these subjects that he covered have now been kind of re refurbished and reused and rehashed. Mm -hmm. That it doesn't have the same impact now yep. as it definitely probably did, you know, twenty, thirty years ago. Yeah, no, I can see that. Like you said, like, like, like even. Like I said about Star Wars, you know, like back in the day, I'm sure that was top notch, you know, uh, graphics and effects and whatnot. But then, like, you compare it to like nowadays, and it's like, oh, it's just a toy with a string on it, <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. You know, you see, yeah. the, like, where's the CG and where's all the cool stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, Watchmen is definitely interesting looking back at it. Um, I, I will fight you a little bit on the art. Uh, in my opinion, like, I, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll agree. I don't think it's like the greatest art I've ever seen. Uh, but to me, it's like quintessential 80s art. Because I feel like a lot of 80s stuff was similar to this, where it was very much like, you know, the, the characters were very detailed and whatnot. But then like the background stuff is usually very like, who cares? Um, yeah. but again, I haven't, I haven't read it in a long time, so maybe I'm forgetting how, how bad it was. But that's what I always think of 80s art, in my opinion. So... Yeah, it was, it, like I said, it was, uh, I mean, I, I typically don't pay, I mean, uh, art when it comes to a graphic novel or, a, or a, a comic book itself, I think a lot of people get hung up on that. They'll go, oh my God, well, the whole point of picking up a comic book is because there's art in it. You know, if I wanted to read a novel, I'd get a novel. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I think, I think what the art did do is that it, it, it did its job. 
mm-hmm. as far as what it needed to do, which was help tell tell the story. But it wasn't anything like nobody was picking this up and going, "Oh my god, I like I I have to get this. Look at the art." <laughs> yeah, nobody was no. doing that. Um, you know, and and there are a lot of comic books that are sold that way now. I mean, you see a lot of top notch uh, comic book artists that just do covers now. So that they get you in with the cover. Oh, look, the cover looks so great. Oh, this is going to be awesome. Then you get inside that some other completely different artist that's nowhere near as talented. They do that all the time. Um, But again, that I I think is is missing the point of this. If if you're reading The Watchmen because you're thinking, okay, I'm going to see this, I'm going to see a comic book, you're sadly mistaken. (laughs) If if, if you're going in going, you know, I, I hate to read, uh, so that's why I'm reading a comic book because you know it's it's kind of like a fifty fifty trade off maybe maybe a little 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 more off center mm-hmm. uh, where I get to actually just see it and then not read as much no because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of dialogue in this um, I would hate to see something written by him and him and Bendis at the same oh, time yeah. so that would be just absolute <laughs> god awful it would be it <laughs> there wouldn't be any room pictures. for art <laughs> it wouldn't be any but, pictures yeah but but again like if you go back to what he was, what he was attempting to do, what he did do, uh, you know, the tones, the subject matter. I mean, a lot of the stuff that he covered off was was, you know, I, I can't imagine how somebody was reading that the first time and they were hearing about, uh, you know, the comedian, uh, you know, trying to, you know, rape one of his teammates, mm-hmm. and then how she's reacting as an older lady saying, "Yeah, it was a big deal." I. I choose not to think about the bad stuff. Yeah. It, it seems inconsequential. That somebody reading that would be just like offended <laughs> to some degree. And then, and then the same thing with the with Rorschach, where he's, he's kind of like, you know, I like the comedian because what he did here, because he's very black and white. And they're like, well, yeah, but he did this. Yeah, but, she, you know, she was a hooker. <laughs> so I So I don't care. I, I can imagine so many points through this, especially in the 80s and 90s, somebody would be reading through this and go, oh my God, I am so offended mm-hmm. by what is being said here and what is being communicated here. But that's where I would say Alan Moore saw the line, erased the line, <laughs> and then just went as far as he felt like going on whatever subject matter he went, uh, he, he chose to tackle. And there's a lot of different... Like, each character kind of carries their own... Uh, their own weighty kind of moral story, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, it, it, some deeper than others. Yeah. But it, it was just, uh, you know, from that aspect, I can say like, wow, what a terrific, you know, piece of work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like he really did his work here. It wasn't as simple as you know, like I'm just a superhero because I'm a superhero and I do all the right things. That's 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 not what he went for. He was like, why did they do? What they do, okay. Now that I got the why, how would a real life person nowadays act on that why? Yeah. And and I think that's the real kind of treasure buried in there. And and again, I could see when this came out, you know, I can imagine other writers just started salivating because they were like, oh my god, I can just, I'm free. I can <laughs> I can now you know explore yeah. the ether of. Of uh, you know those things that just were never covered off in a comic book. Yeah, like it, it feels like that happens a lot in a lot of mediums where it's like, oh, one 
one thing gets popular and includes something that what used to be taboo, but because it's popular and it gets away with it, then everybody just feels yeah. like they can throw that taboo thing into everything and it'll be okay. Like, I feel yeah. like that's what happened a lot with Game of Thrones when it came to nudity and sexual content, was that yeah. Game of Thrones is popular, and it was popular because of, you know, the political intrigue and the character development and whatnot. But then because mm-hmm. it had the nudity and whatnot, everybody went, oh, that's what people like. Let's shove that in everything. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's um, I think it, you definitely, you know, hit a, hit a, a very strong point. This was like at the time, um, you know, you could go through this and you could go, okay, these are things that maybe got, you know, talked about in private um, or or ideas that were, you know, shared between, you know, very few people. Uh, but for this to get published into, you know, a comic book series, and again, I use that in quotations, <laughs> this, the, you know, it's this graphic novel, um, it's it just like ballsy, mm-hmm. number one. Like wow, uh, that they would that they would go that far, um, but to your point, I think I think a lot of people took a look at this and they didn't really understand what the Watchman was. Yeah, and then to your point, just said, "Oh, nudity's okay. Okay, let's do nudity. Yeah. Oh, violence is okay. Let's just do violence. Oh, we already do violence. Oh, but it's okay to go really graphic with the violence. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's that's what they did without really understanding." what he was actually accomplishing or, yeah. or trying to do with this. Yeah. And, and I feel like that even speaks a lot to like why people like, like certain aspects of the, of the graphic novel. Cause like I said earlier, you know, when I was 14, I loved Rorschach. I thought he was yeah. a great character. I thought he was super cool. Look at that sick mask. Look at him beat the crap out of yeah. everybody. But then what mm-hmm. you're supposed to really realize when you're reading it is no Rorschach's a sad story. You're supposed to feel oh, yeah. bad for him and what he's doing is wrong. But like at the time yeah. when I was 14, I was like, heck no. <laughs> you go yeah. murder those people, Rorschach. That's great. <laughs> and he's it, like, he's so black and white in mm-hmm. his, in his approach to, you know, life. And, and again, there's so many connections, you know, like a Rorschach chest is, is typically black and white and it's, it's, it's ink blots. And you know, what is it? What, what do you see? He, he sees everything in black and white. And like at the very end, like you can see where if, the plan, uh, you know, actually matured and moved forward, and and the world became this place that uh, that you know was was the the intent of uh, of of the again the supervillain. Um, he couldn't live in that world. No. There's just no way. No, he couldn't live in that black and like he's just he's so black and white. Yeah, he couldn't live in that gray world. No. Yeah. And it, it just, it, it was like, there were just so many little nuances that, that I thought were really, really well done mm-hmm. um, from an aspect of like, again, when this was written, you never would have seen this in a Superman comic. No. <laughs> you never would have no. seen this in a Spider-Man comic. Yeah. You know, even though they tackled some of that stuff a little bit here and there, not to the degree uh, and it wasn't just like I find the boys. The boys is just pure shock value. Yeah. Like, let's see how many heads we can see blow up. <laughs> you know, whereas whereas there was a purpose to what you were seeing and what you were being exposed to in this book. Yeah. And again, to your to to your earlier point, I think that's where you know, unfortunately, some people maybe 
mistook it as you know things moved on into the 90s and the 2000s and and to today where it was just like well the watchman did this yeah. so you know we'll do it without understanding what the the actual purpose of that was yeah exactly so yeah i definitely think it's one of those things where it's like you have to the the idea of the watchman is interesting and and depth and whatnot it's just the execution might not have been perfect <laughs> and the interpretation later might not have been been perfect for the for the work yeah yeah uh, like i said as far as a uh, a literary piece of work it's it's you know it's it's definitely a good read because it really like if you're willing to just park all of your uh you know all of your 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 immediate thoughts or or just and just take for what it is and just try to understand what he was trying to convey in his LSD <laughs> mind when he was writing yeah. this or whatever he was doing um, you can you can you can understand like it's a very deep well thought out idea mm -hmm. it's just I think I think people either will look at it and go oh okay this is okay let's just keep doing this or people would just read it and get highly offended and then never touch it again yeah and like like i said alan moore kind of has this issue when you read a lot of his stuff where yeah. you know the concept is really interesting and thought out but then the execution is usually where he he fumbles the ball a lot either because he just you know doesn't care or because he just takes a bunch of acid and, <laughs> and yeah. shit happens uh <laughs> well, so i yeah. I, I do have to say, like, I mean, you know, just doing a little bit of research into Alan Moore, like, that that was the thing I found interesting. Like, he went on a heck of a little diatribe about how he thinks the, the concept of superheroes and superhero movies, and this is, like, or this racist yada, yada, yada. Like, he went on, and mm -hmm. he went off <laughs> on yeah. the entire industry uh, as as to what uh, what he thought his, you know, the thoughts are. So... You know, when somebody comes to me and says, oh, man, Watchmen, great comic book, I go, uh, can a guy who hates comic books or superheroes <laughs> that much write a superhero comic? No, I don't think he can. Uh, I think he wrote an, a very intriguing story mm -hmm. that just happened to be around superheroes. There really weren't a lot of, you know, epic fights or, no. you know, the, the good guys overcoming the bad guys. In fact, at the end of the day, they kind of lost. Yeah, exactly. Everybody right. lost. <laughs> Like, so, Ozymandias pretty much won, is the yeah. moral of the story. <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the, end of the day, it's, it's just, it's missing so many, and I imagine that was his intent as well, it was missing so many of the tropes of, of what we now see as a superhero thing. Mm -hmm. You know, anything to do with superhero. It doesn't matter how badly you beat them down, eventually, I'm going to get to a comic book issue, or I'll get to a, an episode in the series, or I'll get to the end of the movie, and the guy will win. And yeah, that doesn't happen in The Watchmen. No. But yeah. It's, no. Well, so, so the interesting thing is, like, The Watchmen technically has continued on. Uh, yeah. Have you have you heard or seen anything about the HBO series? Yeah. Um. I actually we watched. Uh. Probably I watched probably the first. I think it was three, four, maybe up to five episodes. Hmm. If I got that far, um, and there was just at the time, like outside of uh, some of the links with uh, Rorschach and 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 some of the other characters, there wasn't enough going on there to really get me hooked and interested. So we just kind of dropped off. But I did hear uh, that you know towards the definitely the second half of the uh, of the season that it got a lot better and actually brought in 
uh, to focus a lot more um, connections to the to the actual characters. Yeah. Uh, from the uh, from the graphic novel, um, so I, I don't know if I'll I'll ever pick that back up and, and take a look at it because it just at the end of the day and again you know somebody might read this and go oh I love these characters they're so awesome and you know I love the depth and everything yeah okay that's your thing to me it, it just it, the characters from a story level were not like intriguing uh, well they were intriguing but they weren't interesting to me like I just wasn't. There was nothing that grabbed me, and I went, "Oh God, I gotta, I gotta read more about the owl, you know, yeah. or or any of these characters." Yeah. Um, the story was great, uh, like the over overarching story and idea was was fantastic. The depth was good. Um, I just felt like, you know, especially if you if you have a hard time with dark material, don't read this because you're not going to get to the end and go, "Oh, everything's okay," <laughs> <laughs> because you basically you go character by character and you're going. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, and and that's and that's it. You're just left <laughs> holding the bag. Yeah. Uh, but you know, for me, that's that that's it. Just was not something that I when I saw the HBO series come out that I was like, oh my god, I'm such a huge fan of the Watchmen. I got to watch this. I it just didn't appeal to me. That that's all. It appeals to other people. It doesn't mean I'm right. It just didn't appeal to me. Yeah. I I haven't watched it. Uh... I've heard a lot of good things about it. Basically, what I've heard was like, you know, it does carry on the story and it, it kind of, you know, it brings up a lot of issues that kind of go along with what Alamore was talking about. Like, it wasn't yeah. just, you know, they didn't just turn it into like, you know, like da 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 da, superhero type of thing. They kind of still talked about, you know, they talked more about race and they talked more, more injustices in America and whatnot and like developed from there. Yeah. So, I, so I've heard good things about it. Do you think now that you've read the graph and all, you do want to go back and try to watch the show or you're kind of like, no, I'm good? No, I, I, I actually I'm I'm pretty much in the same spot I was you know before reading uh reading through it I I just don't have a lot of interest in it it's mm -hmm. just okay. you know I, I I guess maybe you know I, I hear a lot of people that have read this and I'm sure if I went up to them and said yeah I'm not really interested they'd be like oh my god what kind of comic book reader are you yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. know what you're talking about you know uh, and you occasionally find people that are like that when you come across and somebody says, oh, I've never watched a Star Wars movie. What? You yeah. know, you, uh, you're out of your mind. You know, or Lord of the Rings, what's that? <laughs> what? You know, like, <laughs> they, you'll occasionally come across these people. I'm just one of those people that just, you know, I read it. I can give it its, it, it, you know, I can give it its due in some of the areas that I thought he did a really good job of. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, I just don't have a lot of interest in it. Yeah. Like, for me, it's the, it's the suspension of belief. Like, with Spider-Man, like, yes... Does he is he a flawed character? Yeah, there's some flaws there. Are they as deep and ugly as the stuff in the Watchmen? <laughs> no. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's an escapism. And even though they're going down that road of you know having kind of a little more mature aspect to it at times, it's still not any. You know, you're going to come out at the end and go, Spider-Man's a good guy. Yeah, he saved the day in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I can just move on with my life. If if I was reading The Watchmen as a series, day in and day out, yeah. um, I don't know what kind of a headspace that would be in. Yeah, because it's just it's just it's very it's very dark, and I just don't see uh, the appeal of of somebody going like, oh yeah, I want to keep reading about these characters that never get over their flaws, that don't <laughs> really demonstrate the attributes of a hero. Yeah, beating up people is not a hero. Yeah, 
I think my only counter argument to that is I feel mm-hmm. like I, I agree that, you know, the nice thing about reading stories and escapism and whatnot is like, you yeah. know, them coming overcoming their flaws. But what it feels like a lot of the times is that some of these superhero comics have been around for so long. There's not a lot of flaws <laughs> yeah. for them to get over anymore. Like Spider-Man, <laughs> I don't know what other flaws he has. You know, like no, he's kind of been through the ringer. No, he just uh, he goes he goes from broke to broker. Yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah. That, that's so, that's that's his thing. He goes from five girlfriends to four girlfriends. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thing. No, I I I see I see what you're what you're saying. Um, yes. A lot of these, and I, you know, I think that's where the graphic novel aspect of this really works because mm-hmm. it's just a one-hit, boom, done, yeah. right? You're 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 finished. Even though Marvel or uh, sorry DC is trying to stretch the hell out of this, yeah. uh, and it was quite interesting to hear uh, Alan Moore's comments on on his literary works being transformed into some other me- media like like movies, and his complete aversion to it, and yeah. he just he hates it yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. much. Uh, like I, I just, I, I just, I have an interesting, you know, it'd be interesting just to sit down with him because I don't think he would, I don't think he would find he likes a lot of things. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very grumpy old British man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's a very strange individual, but yeah. I mean, his 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 writing and uh, his approach uh, certainly uh, unique and. Uh, you know, I could say, if you've got the time to read The Watchmen, uh, you want to, again, just get into the, the the point that he was trying to make with this, uh, it's it's worth the read in that aspect. But if you're reading it for entertainment from a, like a traditional superhero <laughs> aspect, yeah. don't touch this. No. At all. Yeah. And I think, yeah, let's stop putting it on the top ten comic books of all time. Because, like, it's a good... It's a good graphic novel, but it's not a superhero mm-hmm. story. I think is what we kind of established here. Yeah, that's where that's where I would establish. Like, I mean, if it, if you said top ten graphic novels, um, sure, because there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are not superhero based that are graphic novels that are great graphic novels. Uh, Three hundred was a graphic novel. Yeah, um, great graphic novel. It's not a superhero. No. Uh, it's not a superhero genre type thing. This, even though it has elements of superheroes, I don't think that's, to me, that's not the point. Yeah. No, that's a good point. So, yeah, this was our uh, discussion about The Watchmen. Uh, A very, like I said, very prolific book that I was curious to see what Dave's opinion was on it. Uh, Let us know what your opinion is on it in the comic section. You can find us, uh, you know, wherever you found us, keep following us. You can also find us on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, YouTube, uh, all that good stuff. So, Yeah, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You betcha. Stay safe. Be good.